0: Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Today is Friday, September 3rd, and you are listening to Rocket City Live.
1: Hi everyone, welcome back to Rocket City Lift. I'm Tara Bolcher.
0: And I'm Brett Goodman.
1: We come to you three times a week and try to bring a bit of a spiritual lift to your day. Today is Friday and we are so glad that you have joined us. Let's begin with prayer.
0: Let us pray. Lord God, we pray that all things in our life that hinder us from being generous, that hinder us from being loving, that hinder us from loving you and loving others would be purged, would be taken away. Because we know that we are not strong enough to do this alone, but it's only by your grace. We pray this all in your name. Amen.
1: Amen. Listen to these familiar words from Mark's gospel, the 10th chapter, verses 17 through 31. As Jesus was setting out on a journey, a man ran up and knelt before him and asked him, Good teacher, What must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but God alone. And you know the commandments. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. You shall not defraud. Honor your father and mother. The man said, Teacher, I've kept all these since my youth. Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said, You lack one thing. Go, sell what you own, and give the money to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. When the man heard this, he was shocked and went away grieving, for he had many possessions. Then Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, How hard it will be for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God. And the disciples were perplexed at these words. But Jesus said to them again, Children, how hard it is to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. They were greatly astounded and said to one another, Then who can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, For mortals it is impossible, but not for God. For God all things are possible. Peter began to say to him, Look, we've left everything and followed you. Jesus said, Truly I tell you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sister or mother or father or children or fields for my sake and for the sake of the good news, who will not receive a hundredfold now in this age houses, brothers and sisters, mothers and children, and fields with persecutions, and in the age to come eternal life. But many who are first will be last, and the last will be first. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks
0: be be to God. God. Tara, for our Friday fun question, what is the most ridiculous thing someone has tricked you into doing or believing?
1: So I um, am from an area of Western North Carolina that has a large um, uh, Native American population. And so there's this one stretch of road in Graham County, North Carolina, and there's a big yellow sign and it says, caution, falling rock. Um, And my dad told me, that Falling Rock was an Indian and that on certain nights he (laughs) would be walking along the road and you had to look out for Falling Rock. (laughs) What about you?
0: That's clever.
1: I know. Um, something.
0: uh, uh, What comes to mind was my older cousin would take me and my brothers uh, out camping every once in a while, and it was always tradition that he would tell some sort of ghost story. Mm -hmm. And one of them was – you know, I can still remember aspects of this from being eight years old, and it's the most absurd story you've ever heard. <laughs> and there is a, here's a, a glimpse of it, but there's a scene of it where the kids, who half of them had been killed by the serial killer at this point, rush into a house, and it's Arnold Schwarzenegger's home. Oh. And the serial killer comes bursting in through the window, and they all go to his sports car afterwards. And the story ends without the serial killer being caught, but some of the kids surviving and they told us it was based on a true story. I was sure for about four years that oh, that, Lord. that, that character was going to burst through the window in oh, my yeah. bedroom. Yeah. For, you know, I'm still not, I'm still pretty sure, uh, sleeping now and I'm looking at the window in my bedroom, like he might come bursting through.
1: I'll tell you the worst one is that, um, when I was eight, So my older brother was in middle school. I started getting my first migraines, but I didn't really know what they were. I just know I got terrible headaches. And so one day I'm at home with a headache and Todd says to me, and I've told him this and he was like, oh my Lord. Todd said to me, you know, Tara, in my science class, we read about a girl like you who had lots of headaches and she died and they cut open her head and she only had half a brain. And I remember laying on the couch, bawling, because my brain was being eaten away. Brothers are the worst. Brothers are awesome.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But to our scripture, Jesus tells us in this passage that to follow him means a return of 100 fold. What does that mean? And have you experienced this?
1: I think what Jesus means is that there can be a cost to following him. You know, that part about You will get back mother and father and brothers, but also fields with persecutions. I think there can be a cost to following Christ, especially in the first century and even sometimes now. But I think what it means is that we get back a hundredfold all those intangibles that we think aren't important, Hmm. like peace and joy and love and relationship. And the sure and certain knowledge that we are not alone, but that God is with us in every time and place. I think that's what it means. Um, you know, we don't name those intangibles a lot. Like, I, you know, my daughter's getting ready to go to college and I have not asked her, what's going to bring you the most peace? <laughs> you know what I mean? Where are we going to send you that you learn wisdom? Hmm. I haven't asked her any of that. <laughs> but I do know that that's what I want for her. Yeah. You know? That's what I want for her. What do you? And I I will say yeah, I've experienced that. I think that when I became a Christian on some level, it didn't matter if it was going to be good or not because I was so convicted of who Jesus Christ was. But mm. lo and behold, my life is better than I ever could have imagined. Literally, couldn't have imagined it. And that's not because of things, it's because of a calling that matters and friends that i care for and love that i can recognize in the world what about you
0: yeah and i th- i think what's really you know this comes right after jesus talks about the rich man selling and getting rid of everything uh-huh. um and i don't think jesus is saying you know sell all your possessions and you'll get a hundredfold uh possessions back no <laughs> um, I think what he is saying is is exactly what you mentioned, is that you get a return of, I want to say, you know, a spiritual peace and a spiritual hope, but I don't want that to come across as something, you know, ethereal uh, or non-present in our lives, because I think that that would be a false interpretation and, well, just false in general, that we, that these things don't have an effect on our lives. You know, all those intangibles you mentioned, you know, uh, peace and love and grace that, that we don't talk about, um, and we may not, you know, feel all the time, but you know, we do feel is the absence of them. Oh
1: my gosh. Yes.
0: Um, and so to say that these will be returned to you a hundredfold when you let go of, uh, specifically I think material or even vices that you've held on to for a long time, uh, that that is, that is the return that you get. Um, And I think I've experienced that as well of um, for, for me, I guess there've been times when I've let go of, I don't think ambition in and of itself is a vice. I think it's one of those that teeters on a, on a hairpin edge of it's very easy for it to become a vice. And at one point, and probably will again in my life. It has been, uh, and so there's been times when letting go of the sinful ambition that peace and love have filled that that hole that it occupied in my head. Uh, and I can't describe how many thousandfold of a return that
1: was. Yeah, and you know, it's uh, Jesus isn't being vague here. I think there's no way to describe to someone what they will get back when they put their trust in Jesus Christ. Um, it's like, you know, how do you describe, you know, the sunset to someone who's never had sight? Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's an impossible thing. And maybe I had very low expectations, but for me it has certainly found like more than a hundredfold. You know, one of my daughters was struggling. We had a tough night last night and I had to send her off to school and school is not a great place for her right now. And I went out like the biggest idiot and said the benediction over her as she was getting in the car. May the Lord bless you and keep you. And she looked at me and she just said, thank you, mama. And I thought God is with her and I can't prepare her enough and I can't protect her enough. Hmm. Um, but knowing that God is there, um, that's worth a hundredfold to me. It really is.
0: You know, the two things that I think, and I'll just speak for myself that can become, um, that I have to let go of in order to experience this hundredfold is that often are the things preventing me uh, from experiencing peace and and love that come from God is, um, is embarrassment and irony Mm -hmm. Um, to Mm -hmm. let go of those two things that are so pervasive of like, Oh, I'll just make fun of this. I don't have to be sincere.
1: Yeah. I thought my daughter was going to be like, Oh brother, but it meant something to her. And that is God's, Presence in that moment when I needed it most. But yeah, I think you're exactly right. All right, friends, we have a quote for you from Marcus Aurelius. He didn't tell me this, I read it. Just <laughs> kidding. Bad humor there. Okay. A person's worth is measured by the worth of what he values.
0: Mm-hmm. Thank you all for being with us this day. We hope you have a wonderful and safe weekend. We will be back on Monday. Now may each of you go out to love and to serve, to be well, to care for yourselves and others, knowing that the grace and love of God is ever upon you. Amen.
1: Amen.